Welcome everybody to the Electrofan podcast by Energica and we're here in Jerez for the Spanish GP, the, the opening round of the FIM, FIM NL Moto E World Cup and we're here with a very, very special guest. He's Hervé Poncharad, team principal of Tectoire and many other roles in the paddock but we're here specifically to talk about Moto E. Welcome Hervé. Thank you very much to, to welcome me and it's a pleasure to have a chat about Moto E racing. Actually, you will welcome me because I'm in your office right now, but that's a different story. So, it's uh, you're more than welcome. My office is made to receive friends, and you're part of my friend, so more than welcome. <laughs> well, you shouldn't say it too loud, otherwise, there'll be a line outside here. But uh, it's one of the few places quiet here in the paddock because there is Moto E, but there's a lot of petrol engines going around where we're not racing, so that's still a bit of, of hot light very noisy moments. So Herve, welcome and uh, first of all, what do you think about Motoi? You know, from the very beginning, together with Camero Speleta, CEO of Dorna, we've been uh, thinking and trying to, to push for a Motoi championship. Clearly, we all know, and every single day more and more, that uh, electricity, e moving is going to be the future or one of the ways to move in the future doesn't matter if it's with a bicycle with a motorcycle with a scooter or with a car so clearly to be part of the moto e championship to have a moto e championship inside the MotoGP world championship is a is a big pride because we we have the feeling that we are working for the future that we are every single day understanding and discovering new things that will be the future of uh, humanity, I can say, uh, in a few in a few years, uh, in order to move. So we feel privileged, we feel uh, proud, and always uh, racing has been uh, the the benchmark to understand uh, how to develop uh, in terms of uh, battery, in terms of uh, engine, but also we're working together with uh, Michelin and tires are a very important uh, part of the, of the mobility also so everything together i think uh, we are we are working for for the the, the evolution of the e-movement and uh, we feel privileged obviously uh i'm i'm here interviewing for uh, for energica the single manufacturer who's producing e electric bikes high performing electric bikes and obviously it's Providing all the all the bikes that are in the grid for the Moto E World Cup. What was your reaction the first time you saw those bikes on track? I remember the year before we started uh, with the Moto E Championship. Uh, quite a few guys, but mainly Loris Capirossi, has been testing um, a lot of different brands from all over the world, and uh, clearly the Energica bike uh, stand out. Uh, it was uh, the best looking bike. It was uh, the, the fastest bike, the, the best handling bike, and it was quite obvious for all of us that uh, the bike we wanted to use was the Energica bike. Um, this is uh, something... Uh, uh, how to say, you know, it's... Um, yeah, I think Energica has been the leader for, you know, developing uh, this... Uh, Moto e-bike, they believe maybe before anybody else and the fact that they managed to, to convince all of us uh, to be the partner 
uh, I think is uh, also a big uh, a big plus for us in the in the Moto E paddock, but also I think for Energica in order to get the feedback from the technicians, from the teams, and from the riders to to develop the bike. We know that this bike uh, this year together Energica and NL they managed to uh, improve uh, the quick charging uh, facilities. We will have uh, one more lap racing, and this is what we want. You know, we have we want to break uh, the lap time of the previous year, which is what we're doing, and we want also to have uh, longer racing, which is what we're doing. So so far, we're very happy with our choice to have selected Energica. Uh, this is the third year in a row we are working together, and uh, we are very proud. And I think at the moment, uh, a, a one bike championship is the best thing that would uh, happen for us in order to understand better how to do e-racing. Yeah, and also you had a, a rider the, the first season, Hector Garzo, who actually used MotoE as a platform then to that propelled him to to, to, to Moto2. So it was it turned out that it could be a, a platform for stepping up to other categories as well as a standalone series to make other riders shine because as you said being a single manufacturer competition then whoever interprets the bike the best and does it on track then stands out because there's no there's no other that not, i don't want to say excuses but there are not other factors rather than the how the way you set up the bike and the way you ride the bike. No, no, clearly, clearly this is this is a good point and uh, you know the first year everybody is uh, looking uh, at uh, you know a new class, especially with a uh, you know electric power unit, uh, and everybody was a bit cautious and everybody was uh, a bit uh, you know asking a lot of questions about about that, and I was quite uh, happy. To have convinced Hector Garzo, because you mentioned him, that was uh, racing for quite a few years in the European Championship Moto2, to join us, to join the Moto E grid, to be racing inside the MotoGP paddock, and that helped him to get a full time riding Moto2 World Championship. I think now, more and more, you see some young guys some new faces joining the Moto E Championship riding Energica bikes. Um, the, the competition is uh, better and better. The lap times are you know, quicker and quicker. And clearly, after the year one where everybody was a bit skeptical, I think now Moto E is a real class, is a real part of our championship. And I think more and more young riders, and sometimes also experienced riders, join the Moto E Championship not only because they don't know what to do, because they enjoy the racing, they learn a lot to race these bikes and also that could be a platform because more and more this is followed by the media uh, and uh, you know it is helping them to have a better career and have a better future so no no I think uh, definitely Moto E racing is uh, now a very important established class in our MotoGP championship and we can see it growing and it will grow every single year for sure. And also I think the way it's placed on Sunday, the race, it's the opening race of the day, it's a short race but it's fun, it kind of uh, hypes up for also the other races, so I think it's a good way to start the day for sure. Yeah, first I like very much the e -ball. I think uh, the qualifying system is really good because uh, each single rider got uh, a full lap 
on live television. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, it's everything on the same mic, everything on the same dial, so it's up to the rider and the crew to, to fine tune the, and find the best setting. But it is, uh, it is a great moment, I think, in Poland. We, we really enjoy it, and I think all the guys that are following it behind the TV screen uh, enjoy it a lot. So clearly, the qualifying format is, uh, is a bonus. And uh, the fact that uh, the motor race is always the first one of the weekend, uh, and this is such a short race, makes it very intense. And uh, there was a lot of uh, fight, a lot of uh, brave move. Sometimes too brave because we saw some uh, some actions and some uh, action ending up in the gravel bed. But uh, no, no, this is uh, this is definitely a, a class that is very very fun to watch. And uh, no, uh, you won't fall asleep watching the Moto E racing. That's absolutely not the case. That's for sure. Unless you're extremely tired from yes. from the Saturday night, but that's that's not that, that's not a problem of the race. It's a problem of what you did the other night even, before. Even if you have a white night Saturday night, I'm sure Moto E keep, will keep you awake. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And speaking about your role as team principal at Tektra, um Talk about the, the two riders. Uh, uh, Lucas, second year, he's shown great promise last year. He's trying to maintain that pace. Corentin comes from a great super sport ride, so he comes with a lot of knowledge from 600, which is in some way seems to be the key to ride the Energica bike because there's a lot of mid corner speed. You have to, you don't have to be too aggressive in, in, inside the corner. What do you think about the combination of the two this year? You know, I'm always trying to think we are a world championship. And clearly, at the moment, uh, you have two nations that are above in terms of uh, quality and number of riders. And uh, these two nations are Spain and Italy. But uh, I think if we only have Italian and Spanish on the grid, uh, you are lacking something. And therefore, I'm always trying to, you know, to find a riders that can do well, but also from other countries of your nationality and, uh, you know, having uh, the interest of other markets. I think for Energica it's also interesting to have a German rider and a French rider. So Absolutely. that for was, that <laughs> was uh, you know, my, my thinking. Of course, you don't want to put the nationality above the performance, but if you can find a rider which has the, the capacity and the, the, the potential to, to do well, uh, I think it's better, and this year I think uh, Energica and the whole Moto E really did really well because you got riders from almost all over the world. You got Japanese guys, you got uh, you know uh, Colombian, Brazilian, Brazilian, Brazilian. You know better than me, but uh, I think the grid is pretty international, which is which is really nice. Then talking about Lucas, uh, Lucas is a he's a very fast guy. He's a very good qualifier. Uh, he still has to understand to be a bit more aggressive in the first two laps because basically this is where almost the result is happening because it is very difficult uh, to, to, to make a difference on track. So uh, this is what he's got to learn in 2021. Corentin is, uh, is a rookie, uh, which is not easy because everybody is going really fast. But I mean, to, to understand how to ride uh, an energetic motor bike is a uh, is helping you a lot to grow as a rider because as you mentioned this is a heavy bike but this is a bike where you need a lot of corner speed we have a very short race so it helps you to be aggressive from the start the e-pole is also an exercise that is not easy to master uh, you have to understand how to use the tires from you know lap one 
because you don't have to wait, you know, otherwise it's, uh, it's your race is over. So, you know, when you can have like Lucas, you know, Moto2 Championship and uh, Moto E Championship uh, in the same years, you know, and almost every weekend because he was testing Moto E three weeks ago, two weeks ago he was testing Moto2, racing Moto2 last week, racing Moto E this week, next week he's going to race Moto2 and the following week he's going to race Moto E. So I think this is helping a rider to grow and having, uh, you know, different experiences, uh, Energica Moto E, Moto2 bike, Dunlop on the Moto2, Michelin the MotoGP. So clearly I think uh, the Moto E class is helping all of our riders to grow. Yeah, and I'm to, really proud of that. To think out of the box, to get out of your comfort zone, learn something new, because the riding is similar but it's not the same. And I remember actually last year I had a podcast. I did a podcast with Xavier Xavier Simeon, who, who was racing the two. He was racing endurance and he was racing Moto E. And he told me the way Moto E helped help me in the in the endurance because in the past I was going out and I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna do so many laps and come in. But he did Moto E because he had to be fast a single lap. He was going out, nailing the laps and you make it work so no no clearly clearly our format as i said already the e-pole plus the short races sprint really sprint races is helping the rider to grow and this is definitely going to help them doesn't matter which other championship they are they are racing what do you see moto e five years from now it will grow i'm absolutely sure i i, I even don't want to say i believe it will grow i am sure it will grow we can see the environmental uh, situation, the environmental problems that the, I think humanity is facing. E-mobility is clearly one of the key for the future. And uh, racing has always been the test, the bench, the, where the R&D, the research and development is happening to prepare the Mr. Everybody vehicle four wheels, two wheels, and I think what we are doing here with all the suppliers around the, the Energica bike are helping the immobility to, to grow and uh, I see the Moto E Championship growing for sure, for sure, doing uh, more laps, attracting more sponsors and attracting more riders. Definitely, I think out of our four classes now, this class is maybe the one who has a greater future. Thank you so much, Herbert, for this uh, wonderful interview. And uh, I don't know if it's wonderful, but thank you. No, for no, it, 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 trust me, it was incredible. And honestly, I uh, <laughs> I believe what I said. You know, uh, this is not something I said to make anybody happy. I think uh, we are having a very important tool, and that tool will grow, and that tool will be very important for the future of immobility. I think anybody who knows you from the paddock and from TV knows by far that whatever you say, it's it's always how you feel. Thank you. Could be a good thing sometimes, could be a bad thing sometimes, but yeah. it works for you. That's how we are. You know, uh, I, I don't like to have any filter between my heart and what's coming out of my mouth. So this is it. No, but I, I really hope we have a great race on the Sunday with the, with the Energica bike. And I hope my guys will maybe fight for the podium finish. Thank you so much, Harry. Thank you. Bye.